hello there. Welcome back to another episode of I Love This, You Should Too, a podcast with Indy and Samantha. Hi, Indy. <laughs> hello, Samantha. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm full of uh, malaise and ennui. Oh, yeah, it's not good. No, it's not. Do you think doing this podcast will help? Yeah, I think so, okay. actually. Excellent. Because it's like something to do. Yes. We are recording this early because we are still in our 14-day quarantine. And hopefully when this comes out, everyone will be better and happy. But probably not, huh? <laughs> no, probably not. Oh, man. Well, we're trying to make the best of it uh, with our themed vacation days. So today is our tropical island vacation day. And since we just went on a tropical vacation and brought back one of our room beers, uh, we are drinking the Presidente Pilsner from the Dominican Republic. It's not a a good beer, Mm -mm. exactly, but... To for the theme that we have of pretending we're on an island vacation while stuck in this two bedroom condo, it's pretty great for it's, that. Yeah, yeah. So it's getting me back into that Dominican Republic feel. Back in the DR. <laughs> Are you gonna put your Hawaiian shirt on later? Yeah, I'm gonna wear my palm tree shirt, my my straw hat. Oh, you could wear your uh, fancy bathing suit that we bought you for the Dominican. Yep, sure. Excellent. I'll just wear shorts and nothing else and flip-flops around <laughs> and the flip-flops house. flip-flops around the house. That Perfect. sounds pretty good, actually. Well, yes. And we'll drink a lot of margaritas. Rum-based drinks. Sure will. Yeah. So that's that's our tip for you. Other than watching all these movies we're going to suggest for you, make a little fun pretend things. We had Christmas. We had Halloween. Mm-hmm. We're pretending we're on an island vacation today. We it's did all Thanksgiving. Little yeah. Little things to keep you going. Yeah. You just gotta like have something to look forward to, I think. Something else they could look forward to. Yes. Are some great movie picks. Oh, so we're doing something a little different today. Uh, because we've been stuck in quarantine and we've been watching a lot of content, uh, we are going to kind of give a rundown of our favorite things that we've watched so far at the end of our two weeks of quarantine. Yeah, let's call that quarantine roundup. Quarantine roundup. So this part, let's do all picks we're not going to do spoilers for. Okay. So today is a spoiler-free episode altogether. It's more just suggestions, small reviews without getting too in-depth. So Absolutely. things you can watch, where you can watch them, because I think uh, you might have some time on your hands. I think so. So we're here to help you because we could be inside for a long time. <laughs> Hopefully... Whenever we record things ahead of time, I always say something that is very incorrect, it turns out. Yes. Like we recorded the Parasite episode way before and I said, it's great, but the Academy's never going to recognize it. And it came out the day after (laughs) it won Best Picture. almost swept the Academy Awards. So hopefully this is one of those times where I'm saying we're all going to be in quarantine still, but hopefully everything's better. That, yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be lovely. Because we're coming to you from late March, right? Uh, yeah, March 27th. Today. Time has no meaning. I honestly don't even know what day of the week it is. <laughs> but you're getting this on April 13th. Perfect. So everything's all better now, right, guys? Yay! Right, future us? Everything's great? Everything's great. Is it? No. Oh. oh. Well, what movies can we watch, Sam? What do you got for us on this 
first quarantine roundup, which we might have some more of. <laughs> we might be doing this every week. Um, so my top pick right now is um, The Mandalorian. Ah, I think this is one that a lot of people probably are familiar with. Yeah, so we were kind of late in the game watching it um, because we were right in the middle of our Star Wars rewatch. Uh, when this kind of came out and became really popular on Disney Plus. So we uh, saved it until the end to watch, and I uh, I enjoyed it. I don't think I'm as crazy about it as um, some people are. Uh, Baby Yoda's super cute, but he's not, like, my most favorite Star Wars creature ever. But it was, it was still very good. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, people are nuts over it. And I think it's just because the little baby's cute. Yeah. I think that's it. He's cute. And he does some funny faces and stuff. But I don't think that that's enough to make, like, an entire show the best thing in the world. Yeah. But beyond that, did you like it? I liked it. I think it's really good. Not really good. I think it's good. It's good. Yeah. It has a lot of throwbacks to those, like, Sergio Leone 60s, 70s westerns. It's Mm -hmm. a western more than anything else. It is. It just takes place in this Star Wars world. And it has a really fun cast. Everyone that's in this is someone. Yeah. Like, one of the bike scouts is Adam Pali. Uh, We talked about Giancarlo Esposito in the Do the Right Thing episode. You get to see him in this. He's a badass. Nick Nolte's in it. Taika Waititi's doing a voice. Yeah. That guy from the IT crowd is a droid's voice, which is perfect because that's how he sounds already. <laughs> Werner Herzog, yeah. who is one of my favorite voices ever, but he's actually just a plain role in it. Yeah. So there's lots of... Uh, an Amy Sedaris. That was weird to see her yeah. in something like this. Bill Burr. But anyways, lots of cool people. Ming-Na, yeah. who is now in Star Wars. Mulan. Disney princess and in the uh, the Marvel universe too. She's everything. Yeah, Mingna is everything, and ER because that's the other big universe that Disney the, has, right? The ER universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the big ER land. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I'd say watch The Mandalorian if you haven't already. Um. And uh, just kind of enjoy how good it looks. It's a very good looking show. Mm-hmm. It's very low contrast. It is. I always felt like I needed to turn up the contrast on yeah. it. But it's it's good. There's interesting directors. I think it's John Favreau created. Yeah. Carl Weathers also in it. We didn't talk about him. Lots of cool people working on it. It's a fun project. I like that it's seems like less like it was a top down, like Disney put this thing forward. We're going to make this so we can sell Baby Yoda toys, yeah. which I bet is a big part oh, of it. absolutely. But it definitely seems like it's a show that was created by a generation of fans who grew up on Star Wars yeah. and now had the chance to make something of their own. Oh, absolutely. So it's 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 good. I didn't love it, but I do think it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. What else do you got for us? Um, My second pick is something that I had kind of cast off for a while. And then because we're stuck at home for so long and I was kind of working from my desk and wanted something to kind of interact with while I was working. Exercising. Um, no, not exercising, because when I did my Christmas roundup, um, I had all sorts of things and not movies, <laughs> so I went strictly with movies. Um, so I started, um, to finish Riverdale. Oh, man, Riverdale. Yeah. 
Um, so, I mean, this is probably a good time to pick it up because I'm not, like, looking for the most high-quality content because I know I'm going to be consuming so much media. So, Riverdale was great. It was good to watch in the background while I was working. Um, and, uh, you know, Archie and the gang get up to some really crazy things. I, uh, I think that's what's on the poster, right? Yeah. Archie and the gang get up to some pretty crazy things. <laughs> Um, every so often I'd give you updates on what was happening on the show and, uh, you'd be like, yep, okay. <laughs> Mine as well. Cause that show is just, is just nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. yeah. But it was a fun watch. So now I'm all caught up until, um, a couple weeks from now when they release a new episode. So you're going to give us like a review or anything on it? Is it good? said it was really good. Oh. Yeah. Is it really good? Eh, it's good for what it is. <laughs> What kind of things can viewers expect from this show? Gangs, mm-hmm. the drug trade. Right, that seems all normal. High school cheerleading. That's normal. Cults. Sure, sure. Thinking your mom is murdered but actually isn't. That happens to the best of us, yeah. Uh, thinking your boyfriend is murdered and he actually isn't. Oh, who hasn't been through that? Right? Yeah. And private school jerks. That's true. You told me that there's a board game that is real life. Oh, yeah, there's a board game like Dungeons and Dragons that ends up being real life. So there's like real dragons and stuff. Uh, No, there's a gargoyle king, though. Is it a gargoyle or is it like a person like David Bowie? It's like a person dressed up like a gargoyle. Okay. Yeah. Sure, sure. So watch it. Don't take it too seriously. Um, And have some have some fun. Watch Riverdale. All right. Uh, Here's a very shocking fact. Before we had this podcast, (laughs) we thought we would have a Riverdale podcast because that first season I watched and it was, I didn't love it. I didn't think it was good, but it was endlessly intriguing to me because it was so bizarre Yes, that I just wanted to talk about it. Uh, Then season two happened and I just wasn't into it anymore. And we just stopped watching. It was still wacky and weird, but lost some of the novelty of it perhaps yeah. i don't know i i don't think i could sit through entire seasons of riverdale but i like getting the updates from you about like oh yeah now uh, everyone's like a manchurian candidate sort of thing <laughs> so you won't be watching this during our quarantine i don't think so i i understand where you're coming from um but i think if you're looking for something kind of trashy and junky to watch you can totally watch riverdale Oh, that's what I have my cooking reality shows for. True. Anything with Gordon Ramsay yelling at someone, I'm on board. (laughs) Is that one of your picks? Gordon Ramsay? Gordon Ramsay is one of my picks in life. Yes, true. Love that guy. Um, What else you got? My last pick is something that I'm actually not done watching yet. Um, It's called Dare Me. It's a Netflix show uh, based on a book by Megan Abbott. Uh, I had read the book earlier, um, either late last year or earlier this year. I can't remember when. And uh, I really, really enjoyed it and then didn't realize that they were making it into a um, TV show. Uh, So that just got released on Netflix in the last couple weeks. And uh, I'm really enjoying the look and the feel of it. I think I only watched about maybe 20 minutes of the first episode with you. Even I, like, that's kind of my bit on the show is I don't like these, like, trashy teen things. That's not mine. But I watch it and it seems intriguing, if nothing else. It seems it's very well shot. It looks very nice. Mm -hmm. And the characters are quite compelling. Yeah. 
So hopefully if they can maintain maintain that through the whole season, it looks like a good show. Yeah, I'm about halfway done. So we'll see. Maybe I'll bring it to the podcast. Oh. Oh. Are you mocking me? No. No. <laughs> um. All right. So your picks are The Mandalorian, which is available on Disney+. Plus. Yep. Riverdale. Where can you watch that? Netflix. Netflix. And the same with... Dare Me. Dare Me. Both Netflix shows. Both Netflix shows. So three series that could probably take up a lot of your time. Yeah. There's uh, there's probably a good week or two of content there. Unless you sit down and watch it all in one sitting. Yeah. Which I was going to say you shouldn't do, but you know what? Go for it. Do... I was watching like six episodes of Riverdale a day. <laughs> do what you need to do. That's my advice to you out there. Quarantine Unless it's rolls. like, you know, killing someone and living in their skin. Don't do that. But if you need to just eat a whole lasagna and watch Riverdale, you know what? Go for it. That sounds lovely. It kind of does. <laughs> kind of does. Should we have lasagna Riverdale day? I'll do the lasagna part. You could do the Riverdale part. Excellent. Um. So, Indy, what do you have? I know you have more than three picks. But... I have so, so many, but I think it'll actually be less time for someone to watch because all of mine are movies. Okay. So I don't sleep very much, but since we've been quarantined, I've been going to bed on your sleep schedule, but that makes me wake up two hours early, and then what am I going to do at like 6.37 in the morning? So I take that time to watch a movie, maybe something that you wouldn't be as interested in, but I've been doing that almost every day. So here's what I've been watching. First up, we got a couple of documentaries. The first one is called There's Something Wrong with Aunt Diane. This came out in 2011. It's an under two hour documentary. And the premise is there was a car accident. It was a woman. She's in her 30s. And there were, I think, five children in the car with her. She died. They all except one died. And they killed three others. And this car accident took place because she was driving down the wrong side of the road. There was a bunch of calls placed from her phone, but none of them reached a number. Like, she was dialing the wrong number. And the one surviving kid, all he said was, like, she was having these headaches, and she said she couldn't see. But this is a child, so we don't really know. And it's just trying to piece together what happened. The toxicology report came back that she had something like three times the legal blood alcohol level. Oh, wow. And had THC in her system. Wow. So you'd think that's what it was. It's partying. But everyone who knows her says, like, she didn't drink. So how could she have consumed 10 drinks, smoked two joints, and then got in a car taking all of these kids? Because she was with the kids that whole day, and none of them saw her doing anything either. Oh, yeah. See, if she was with the kids, you'd think that they would see her doing yes. this. And... She stopped at a gas station and seemed very with it, but was just looking for pain medication, but didn't seem drunk or anything. So it follows the family trying to get her retested. They do some DNA work. And I don't want to get too far into what it is, but it's it's heartbreaking and it's an interesting story. Interesting. Okay. Well, there's something wrong with Aunt Diane. That sounds great. Uh, Next was another documentary called The Fear of 13. This is available on Netflix. This entire documentary is just one shot of a man talking. Oh. So this was a good one I watched it while I was editing photos because you don't really need to watch. Yeah, there's nothing flashing up on the screen. Yeah, and I thought this would be boring, but I found it very compelling because the man who's telling the story 
is a man who's on death row and for years was trying to get his case overturned with DNA evidence, but everything got lost, got mishandled, something happened each time. And he kept saying, I'm innocent, I'm innocent. But eventually he gets to the point where he petitions the governor to, if I'm on death row, just kill me. Like, I've been here long enough. I've been here for 20 years. If you think I'm guilty, kill me. And his uh, he tells a really compelling story. Wow. And he's a he's a very good storyteller. He's very articulate. He when he was in prison, he just started reading and has now read thousands of books and talks about how he learned essentially to speak, learned all these words and just things he didn't have access to hmm. before. But uh, it's yeah, very interesting. A uh, pretty easy watch. And I don't want to give too much away again, but I don't think this is as soul crushing as some other ones. It's still a good bit of that, don't get me wrong, but... <laughs> the regular amount of soul crushing. Yeah. Yeah. So that one is called The Fear of 13 from 2015, available on Netflix. Oh. Uh, then last night I got you to watch a horror movie with me. Yeah. It was it called... It was scary. Veronica. Yeah. It's a Spanish language movie from 2017, currently available on Netflix. Yeah. It's from Spain, and it's a pretty straightforward ghost story i would say yeah it uses a lot of the techniques you'd see in a lot of movies and it uses them up so early on in the first third of the movie that i was worried where they would go but i feel like they did find some interesting places to go and like a lot of horror movies this one has a bit of a a metaphor to it like this girl is kind of trapped and haunted in her life in that she is prematurely being forced to be an adult and look after her siblings while her mother is working all the time and then there's some fun with the Ouija board and things go crazy from there yeah but I think it was it was pretty good not my favorite but I liked it what did you think I really enjoyed it I found it very compelling um and it had a good pace it was kind of like fast enough that you didn't get tired of the things you were seeing um but it was like slow enough that it really gave you a good scare when things actually did happen. Yeah, it wasn't one that just had jump scares coming out at you, yeah. at you all the time. Probably a little more than I usually like. I like those really slow build horrors, and this was a little faster than that, but I think it's kind of in that medium ground that most casual audiences won't find slower or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I liked it, because it did have some kind of faster-paced moments and some really slow-paced moments, and they kind of worked well together to um, make the movie seem like it was just really well-paced. Yeah, so that's uh, Veronica from 2017. There's other movies called that, but this one is the Paco Plaza-directed movie mm, from 2017. Yes. yes, you're a big fan of Paco Plaza? No. Oh, <laughs> you're like, ah, yes. And that movie takes place in 1991, which segues nicely into the next movie I watched called Mid-90s. Oh. Mid-90s was Jonah Hill's directorial debut, I believe. He wrote and directed it. And it's exactly what it promises. It's very much of the 90s. It's a movie about kids, one kid specifically, and just growing up. It's kind of one of those slice-of-life movies where it's hard to say what the actual plot is. But it's uh, just a glimpse into Los Angeles in the mid-90s and these few kids growing up there. Did you find, like, it it explained your life? No, because as soon as I said mid-90s, I was growing up in the mid-90s. There's a lot of references that kind of go nowhere. It's just like, hey, Street Fighter 2. And I was like, yeah, I remember, but and? 
Um, I don't know if I loved it. I do think it's good. I think it's interesting. I think it was a different pace, not in how fast it actually goes, but it's just something a little different because you don't see those types of movies anymore. Mm -hmm. They're usually kind of relegated to the art house where it's a movie that doesn't follow a traditional plot line. It's just kind of showing you this is what's happening for these people. Mm -hmm. But a movie that was similar to that, but more modern, and I actually liked quite a bit better, is called Eighth Grade. Uh, Eighth Grade, also available on Netflix from 2018. It's, uh, I think, Bo Burnham's directorial debut. He's a comedian and won some awards for the script of this one. And it's about just that. It's about an eighth grade student who is played by Elsie Fisher, and she is very good in it. Lots of great acting. In that other one, too, in mid-90s, the kids were really good. Hmm. Um, it's about an eighth grade student and just kind of a slice of her life. And I think it's dangerous to, for me as a man in my 30s to be like, this is what life is like now for eighth graders. But it feels, it just has such a level of authenticity mm-hmm. where it's not too preachy. It's not saying like, look how hard it is for them or like, oh, look at them. They don't have a care in the world. It just seems to be a really kind of honest portrayal. Right. So yeah, Bo Burnham's eighth grade also available on Netflix, and I was quite surprised by it. Lots of uncomfortable moments, but I guess that's, yeah, that's eighth grade. Eighth grade's uncomfortable. I think eighth grade is an uncomfortable moment. I've taught pretty much every grade, and eighth grade is my least favorite (laughs) ever. No matter what country you're in, eighth grade is rough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ninth grade, they're settling down a bit more. Seventh, they still have a little bit of the the youthful enthusiasm, yeah. but eighth grade is just the worst. Is it full of malaise and ennui? I, I don't think so. I think that comes later. Oh, it's yeah. high school. Maybe. <laughs> you get first year at university. Oh, yeah. University, the ennui gets you. What uh, else you got? Well, let's keep going. I finally sat down and watched The Irishman. Oh, yeah. So that is Scorsese's latest, which was released on Netflix as well. It's three and a half hours, and it tells the story, much of it's about Jimmy Hoffa, but more of it is about his friend. Jimmy Hoffa is played by Al Pacino, and the main character, Frank Sheeran, is the the titular Irishman, and he's played by Robert De Niro. It's so exciting anytime you get to see them and Joe Pesci and... All those old school guys. Yeah, Harvey (laughs) Keitel's back. Um... It's, it's very exciting to see them and to see Pacino work with Scorsese for the first time. Mm-hmm. But in the end, I was just kind of lukewarm on it. Oh. Like, I don't think it breaks my top five Scorsese movies. When you have movies like Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, and Goodfellas, like, that's a lot to live up to. And True. it's not near that level. I think it's still worth a watch. It's a good movie, but the excitement I had for it was kind of unfulfilled. Oh, okay. Because I was I was expecting a lot, which is which is on me. But it's 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 a fine movie. Where can you watch that one? That's on Netflix as Netflix. well. Netflix. Lots of Netflix for you. We've really been giving our Netflix account to work out in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Now let's go to Amazon Prime. Oh. Where I watched The Lobster. The Lobster is a movie from 2015, uh, written and directed by Yorgos Lanthimos who also did The Killing of the Sacred Deer, which is more recent and pretty popular as well. This one stars Colin Farrell and Rachel Weisz, and it's a really interesting premise. So this movie takes place in a world where if you are not partnered up in a couple, 
a romantic couple, you will get turned into an animal. You get to choose the animal, but you get turned into an animal. So many people choose dogs, so there's too many dogs in the world, but there's not enough of other animals because no one wants to be other things. So when we start this movie, Colin Farrell's character, his wife has left him. So he has to go to this hotel where he has 45 days to fall in love or else he gets turned into an animal and his choice is a lobster. So he's going to be a lobster unless he falls in love. And that's a pretty crazy premise. But also in this hotel, they have like the most bizarre things. Like if you get caught masturbating, they put your hand in a toaster as punishment. What? Because you're not supposed to like use any sexual energy anywhere else because you need to be focusing on getting a partner. Nothing is more important than everyone being coupled up wow. in this world. Sounds like high school. <laughs> I never had that pressure. Oh, in high really? School. I had a girlfriend, but maybe that's why I didn't feel it because it was just like, yeah, hang on, someone, no big deal. But I didn't feel that so much. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I wonder if that was stronger on on the girls. Than maybe, on the boys. yeah. It always there was always like a big like rivalry on who had a boyfriend and who'd been together longer. And, oh, like, wow! All that stuff. Yeah, definitely a high school pressure. Huh. But in this world, if you are single and you try to run off without being turned into an animal, you live in the forest and just embrace that single life. So much so that in that world, if you are caught flirting, but you've chosen the single life, which is living as a nomad, they would uh, give them the red kiss, they called it, which is cutting their lips off and forcing them together to keep you from being a partner. So you had to pick one world or the other. Oh. And one is kind of like the legal way and one is the outlaw life. Crazy. And you get to see both of them. And this movie is, I think, quite good. I really enjoyed it. I bet a lot of people hate it. It's kind of slow paced. It's quite bizarre, but it's played in a very naturalistic, realist style. Hmm. So I think it was great. So check out The Lobster on Amazon or probably some other places too. Probably. Okay, you know what? What? I'm going to do one more. What? You're out of control. And I think this one is my favorite of the lot. And that one is called Pampoko. Pampoko. So I think the Japanese title was Heisei Tanuki Gasen Pampoko. But I don't speak Japanese, so... Oh, you just did? What? Yeah. Whoa, what a world. The original idea came from Hayao Miyazaki, who is, of course, the mind behind uh, My Neighbor Totoro, Spirited Away, Kiki's Delivery Service, all those great things. But it was written by Isao Takahata, who's also the director, and it's a Studio Ghibli movie. And it's about raccoons. Nice. And I forced you to watch like two minutes of it because I thought it was just so charming. It's awesome. And there's lots of raccoons fighting and playing and singing. There's so many good songs they sing. (laughs) And it's not songs in the sense of like a Disney musical, but rather they're like working and they just sing a song as they go and lots of things like that. And it's a movie with a very hard environmentalist bend to it. That's what it's about. Um... These raccoons' land has been taken over as people move further and further into the wilderness, and they are trying to get it back in some way. And in case you didn't know, raccoons are also capable of changing shape. So they use this to their advantage, first trying to pretend to be ghosts to scare the people away. Eventually, they get so good at shape-shifting that they can become people and try to trick people that way. Uh, it also posits a world where animals whose habitat has been taken over, like foxes, 
just turn into people and live every day as people, but oh. still long to go back to their fox or raccoon former life. Yeah. And it's, yeah, sad in a lot of ways, but just really charming, really fun, and a, a great movie. It's from 1994. I'm sure you can find it somewhere. It's called Pampoco. Yeah. We'll put a link to a trailer or something for these movies. Sounds good. In our show notes. In our show notes, Yeah. So that is a lot of picks for you to go out and watch. Check them out. Get back to us. Let us know what you thought. In the show notes for you, so you can figure out what you're going to watch next based on that. Well, maybe we should get to the heart of the episode, and that, of course, means you telling me what movie I need to watch for next week. Okay. Because it's Sam's pick today, everyone. She's doing a drum roll. Uh, this week, we uh, have started running, which is exciting, um, because we have nothing else to do outside. Yeah, I can't play hockey anymore. The gym's closed, and so I have to run like a chump. It's fun, though. We do it together. That's fun, but I, I do not like running. I know you There's don't. so many more fun ways to exercise. I, I know you don't like running. Um, so this is a movie about someone who doesn't like running. Ooh. We are going to be watching Britney Runs a Marathon. Which is a 2019 movie um, on Amazon Prime Video. And it's about a woman who's living in New York City who is told by her doctor uh, that she needs to, like, live a little cleaner because uh, she's overweight and very, very unhealthy. And so she starts to take up running. And slowly throughout the movie, she starts to kind of put her life together and she gains some friendships. And it's it's a really nice kind of story. I have never even heard of this movie. <laughs> Is it an Amazon original? So it's not an Amazon original. Um, it was just distributed after premiering in theaters by Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I remember seeing this movie, um, like the trailers for it, and getting really excited about kind of seeing um, a movie about someone running who isn't like that ideal running body type. Who is in this movie? Um, it's got Jillian Bell in it. Uh, Michaela Watkins, Atkarsh Ambudkar. <laughs> Did I butcher that? Probably. <laughs> okay, cool. And Micah Stock. I don't know those people, but I, I do know Jillian Bell. Yes. So Jillian Bell is from things like Workaholics, Idiot Sitter. She's, she's done some funny TV shows. So at first when you gave me the plot of this, I was picturing a very different movie. I was picturing someone a jennifer aniston type right. who's like oh i just can't get it together oh my boyfriend left me and then she's gonna take this and she's gonna be empowered and there's gonna be a romantic bend to it of then she'll find the person she likes and everything will work out because she got her life together now that it's julian bell i feel like it's gonna be a lot funnier it is it's a because funny she is i think very funny she has a uh, great comedic timing in a very crass way like she tends to play that character and I guess it's like a bit because she plays the same character a lot, but she's good at it. Mm-hmm. And it's very funny to me. So uh, now I feel like it's going to be a lot funnier. It's going to be less like a romantic comedy and more like a character piece on her. Yeah. Which is more exciting to me. So it definitely has his rom-com moments. And it's got that like feel-good friend story moments as well. But it definitely Jillian Bell shines in this. Do you know who directed it? 
Um, it is directed by Paul Downs Colisio. I have never heard of that person. Okay. <laughs> So it looks like this is his first film. He's done oh, okay. some theater, and I think he did a pilot for a TV show. So he seems pretty pretty new. Um, but he also wrote it. So that's uh, interesting, because um, I didn't even think about who directed it. I'm not worried about hating this movie. I think I'm going to like it, because I think Jillian Bell's funny, and I think that's going to be the main part of this movie. Uh-huh. Of all the movies in the world, is this like at the top? Of, like, your favorite movies? I really enjoyed watching it. Oh. Yeah. Not that I think it's bad. It's just something that I hadn't heard of. So I thought you would have come with something from your childhood or something like that. But No, I just thought this was a really good one. And it has something to do with what we're kind of trying to do ourselves. What do you love about it? Um, Like I said, um, kind of when I was introducing it, I enjoy that she's not that ideal running type character. Where she's like already kind of fit and just decides to start running. Um, I think that she is very, like, she's a very real character. So it's not a Jennifer Aniston type who's like, Thank God for that. Life is pretty perfect. <laughs> um, and uh, I really enjoy, um, there's some kind of some mental health stuff in there uh, as well that um, kind of like when we watched cheer for the podcast um i kind of liked that mental toughness mental struggle um kind of side of uh, athleticism and she definitely has a little bit of struggle with that in this movie do you think i will love it i think you will love it all right then <laughs> yeah do you have a trailer we could watch yes i do let's get you healthy i want you to try losing 55 pounds that's the weight of a siberian husky you want me to pull a medium-sized working dog off of my body. I'm starting to feel like everyone's lives are going places and mine's sort of stuck. Hold it! Hold it, please! Try not to leave all your stuff in the hallway. That'd be the third time this month. Change is possible. If I keep interviewing, no one thinks I'm the right fit. I would love you to walk me through CPR for this doll. I'm sorry, this child is dead. I need to get a teeny bit healthier. We have rates as low as $129 a month. You do know that people can run outside. That is zero. I'm locked. I ran today. Why the hell you do that? Somebody chasing you or something? You can do it. Yeah, I know. I'm doing it. Sorry, I'm talking myself. I'm done with the drinking, I'm done with the smoking. 50,000 people from around the world are racing today. I want to run the New York City Marathon. I think that is such a good idea. Hmm. That's a bad omen. Hold it! Hold it! This? Oh, thank you so much. I'm really good at making profiles. God, woman. It's not that bad. I'm just gonna give you mine, okay? Do you know how to spell herpes? This is my last hurrah. Once I start, I ain't gonna stop till I go too far. My whole life, the world told me I was lazy because the way I looked. Oh, I was trying to turn my life around. Everything's gonna be fine. People held doors for me. I'll hold doors for you. This is my last hurrah. You changing your life was never about your weight. Hold it, please. It's about you taking responsibility for yourself. So what did you think? I think it looks sweet. Yes, that's a very good way of putting it. 
I didn't see as many of those classic Julian Bell moments that I am used to seeing yeah. in the in the TV shows that she does, but maybe they'll be there and just weren't in the trailer. That definitely wasn't the whole movie. Right. There were moments that they left out. Yeah. Well, I would hope so, because that would be a long trailer <laughs> if it was all of it. A two-hour trailer. <laughs> but it looks, uh, looks sweet. It looks like it's a fun watch. It looks like it's an easy watch. I'm, I think it looks good. Mm-hmm. I worry, of course, that it might just fall into a lot of tropes that we see many times. Yeah. But if you can do a different spin on that, you can pull off those same things. It but. feels like a different spin from some of those like rom-com, overcoming issues kind of movies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Good. I'm glad. Maybe we can watch it today. Sure. Because we got time. <laughs> Although today it. is island vacation day, so maybe we should watch something more tropical. Tropical. Like Lilo and Stitch. <gasps> Let's watch Lilo and Stitch. Or Moana. Moana. We haven't seen Moana enough. No. <laughs> I definitely haven't seen Moana enough. Well, where can everyone view this movie? Uh, it is available on Amazon Prime Video. Yeah, and if you don't see it there, you know, find it somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> we have faith in You're you. resourceful. You're resourceful. We what have... I should start doing is telling people, like, if you can't find it, email me. I'll, I'll hook you up. <laughs> that sounds sketchy. That makes then. you sound like a drug dealer. Yeah, I'll hook you I'll up hook with you some up. movies. When I start picking obscure stuff more, maybe I'll do that. Distribute it to our biggest fans. Yeah. <laughs> Which is illegal. Which unless is... I made the movie. Unless you made the movie. Although, no, that's still illegal because I don't have distribution rights. Oh. There's your problem. Okay, well, go watch Britney Runs a Marathon and meet us back here next Monday. Same time, same channel. Put your running shoes on. All right, and uh, feel free to contact us in all of the many social media ways because we have time. We'll write you back. We will be your pen pal. Yeah. Let's hang out. Okay. But so not in person not because in we person. can't be near anyone. No. Only old-fashioned pen palling. Yeah. So you can... But not actual paper either, because I don't want to touch something that someone touched. <laughs> I want it electronically. Email only. Yeah. Uh, so you can find us um, on Facebook at I Love This, You Should 2-podcast. You can email us at I Love This, You Should, and the number 2 at gmail.com. Or you can Instagram, Facebook, or tweet at us at I-L-T-Y-S and the number 2. We love hearing from you. Yeah, just from a distance. Just from a distance. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.